Reading can be the best escape from your normal day-to-day routine. You can get lost in a fairy tale, laugh your head off with the rom-com, be scared, fall asleep after reading a horror story, or try your hand at solving a crime. The possibilities are endless. And with the amazing world of Bookstagram, what better way to show my appreciation of some of my favorite authors and Instagrammers than by showcasing them in a podcast. Join me while I play a game of 21 questions with some of the best people I know. I hope you're ready. Welcome to The Heather Effect. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Heather Effect. Today you're in for a special treat. I have the honor of interviewing the person responsible for bringing one of my favorite humans into this world, my sister from another mister, my ride or die, one of my best friends and someone I can talk to about books all day. Please welcome Stephanie at Lit for Lit. Woo! The party is here. Are you ready? Yes. Are you excited? Yes. I'm okay. nervous, but mostly don't, excited. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> Usually I'm asking people questions. So it's <laughs> it different. does feel weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where did your love of books come from? Ooh, uh, it's, I always liked learning Mm -hmm. ever since I was little and one of the things that I can remember is having like all the little golden books and all like the Mm -hmm. Dr. Seuss books so and I think I was what like four maybe but that's that's what I remember from coming from because I don't know if you remember I lived in Guatemala when I was like two and three so Mm -hmm. I moved here at that age and then um, that's when I started being introduced to the English language Mm -hmm. so that's kind of that was my transition to it was through reading first oh okay yeah did you notice well for me when I was trying to learn Spanish to me it's backwards Um, it was very hard for me it's yeah it's definitely different Mm -hmm. I think it's easier like if you're learning or if you're a Spanish first Mm mm-hmm speaker I don't know how to say it now um it's easier to learn like French or Italian or like the romantic languages whereas English is very different in Mm -hmm. how well English is very different just in general because even the spellings and Mm -hmm. the yeah it's it's different for sure what genre does your heart gravitate to girl you know I love the horror (laughs) give me the spooks what Make my heart you? pound. <laughs> what got you into the spooky? <laughs> Again, my childhood. <laughs> um, well, my family's always been really into like the superstitious mm-hmm. stuff, the ghosts. And we watched a lot of scary movies growing up. Um, so that was what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what entertains me now. And yeah. I think... So I like horror. I do also like fantasy and sci-fi. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because it helps you enter a different reality than the one you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I tend to do that. Like, let's say I'm going through a really traumatic time or um, I've been going listening to like a lot of horrible stuff from like my clients. It's easy to pick up a book that talks about a ghost in your house. Mm or Bigfoot versus a book that talks about the real life horse, which I mean, those are really good too, but um, I don't know. I guess I just feel more understood by those books. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is one of my favorite questions. What is your favorite part about being a mom? 
learning something new from him every day because I feel like a lot of times I don't know if I'm teaching him enough or mm-hmm. if I'm doing it and I'll see him you know do something new that I didn't even explicitly teach him or that George didn't explicitly teach him but we just see him do it and it's just so cool to watch his little mind grow mm-hmm. and it helps me just to feel hope yeah because it helps me to see how resilient he is and it, it's almost like he's I don't know. Like he's gonna be a good little human, you know. Oh, he's, just, he's already yeah. one of the best little humans. Yay! Doing my job. <laughs> you, are, you and George are doing a fantastic job, and just see one of my favorite things. I hope I don't cry. <laughs> is when I come and visit you, and he'll come and get my hand to take him to his room to read to him. I know. And it just, I don't know. It makes my icy heart melt. I know it's he's one of my he's things. honestly he's so like uh, his new thing is if one of us is not in the room he's asking where the other one's at uh-huh. and if he wants us both to do something he'll go find the other person like last <laughs> time he went and got George and he's like puzzle it's puzzle time and he Aww. went and got him to sit down and do a puzzle so oh that's so cute he's lucky we don't ignore him but you know <laughs> <laughs> if you could take an all expenses paid trip where would you go Paris number mm-hmm. one Paris I would probably travel through Europe so mm-hmm. um but Paris has always been number one on my list I I love the history that's there mm-hmm. um I would like to go to the museums I would like to go to the Eiffel Tower the Arc de Triomphe like mm-hmm. all there's all these different monuments there even uh Notre Dame is right uh-huh. there like it's there's so much stuff around there and then um I would obviously also like to visit Spain just mm-hmm. because it's like family history you yeah know? and then um i would probably want to go to italy and greece as well and then you yeah. obviously can't miss the london bridge so yeah right? just take me through all of europe i all would expenses love paid. to go all over there go mm-hmm. to ireland see jamie yes. go drink at a pub oh yeah that would be awesome <laughs> and then i want to go to scotland mm-hmm. i want to go all over england i want to go to greece paris kind of went up on my list after we read one to watch mm-hmm so I kind of that one's up well, on my list now too. That's the other reason for Paris. So, um, all the fashion. Mm-hmm. So I was really, really big on fashion. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell now, but I was really yes. big on fashion when I was in high school. Like that was I would even draw like outfits, mm-hmm. and so that was one of my potential careers. Was I wanted to be a fashion designer, and um, didn't I didn't quite feel the love for it as I feel like with um, psychology and. Gotcha. Therapy, but um, I'm sure I would have been happy. <laughs> uh, yes. What emotions do books tend to pull from you? It's funny because <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> I but it. I feel like I now look for the love stories in every single book that I read. Like right? I was just um, doing the buddy read with a couple, of, like Elena and mm-hmm. a couple of um, other friends, and we're reading the nicest parts of hell. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it does. It's a creepy it, cover. <laughs> it it is, but it's like um, it does center around a romance. But I kept on looking for like, oh, that person is going to be a couple, and that person's going to be a couple, or just mm-hmm. like the relationships, I guess, that people build, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship. But that's what I tend to look for now. I love it. Crazy. I broke you down. You did. What is your favorite book accessory? My favorite book accessory lately. Um, what are they called? Like the little 
the tabs yeah the tabs because I've been annotating a lot um it helps me when because I feel like a lot of times I'm like oh I want to talk to them about this or I want to talk to them about that and then I'll forget but if I have my tabs I'm like oh yeah that's right it's over here Mm -hmm. um so it's just easier for me that way and then I also love bookish stickers oh yes so you actually got me like I would buy the tabs and mm-hmm. I would only do my page separation. Mm-hmm. But you got me into leaving them now on parts that I really liked. So I really like doing that now. Yay. Do you have any pet peeves related to reading? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> do I have any pet peeves? I guess it's kind of like a pet peeve, but it's easily controllable because I could just walk away. Uh-huh. But it's like when I've already told somebody, I don't want to hear what happens after this. Oh, and then yeah. they continue to try to tell me. Oh, no. no and it's no, like, no. hey, dude, relax. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the only thing. Um, but there are times where I'm like, oh, yeah, just talk about it. Like if I like, yeah. let's say if it was book club and I knew we had to be at a certain point and I just didn't get there, then I don't mind because obviously that's my bad. I but when people try to force tell me what happens, I don't, I don't like, like that. It. Yeah. So um, Shannon, the real bookery, they're doing a read here for July and I've already read it. Mm-hmm. And that book, I read it in 2018. And there's things I can think about and I'll immediately start crying. Oh, because wow. that book mm-hmm. just got to me. Mm-hmm. So she was asking me and I was like, I've already read it. I'm going to forewarn you. It's going to gut you. Yeah. And she goes, well, does it have a happy ending? And she's like, wait, wait, I don't want to know. And then she goes, yes, I do. Tell me. And I was like, yes and no. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all I would give. Yeah. And then she asked, well, what songs do you think would go with this book? And I was like, you know what? I have never done that. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. Let me see what comes to me. And I actually sent her some that I think fit that book perfectly. Nice. So I might make you and Lucretia read this book. What book is it? Uh, Making Faces by Amy Harmon. Oh, I think you've told me about that one. Mm -hmm. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I, I can still, I read it in 18 and I can still picture scenes in that book like spot on Mm -hmm. it's very i don't know it just it stays with you so hopefully i I told her i'm curious to see if you like the songs i picked and if they fit well Mm -hmm. so we'll see what she tells me nice i'm excited to find out do you like to follow your reading goals or does it add more pressure to you i generally like to follow my reading goals i this year was an exception because I had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started off with my yearly book, but but I didn't do my usual, my summer yeah. one. I didn't do that one. Um, just because there was a lot of stuff pending that I knew it was just going to add more pressure. Um, but you know how like we've talked about mood reader and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I feel like We're there's both. times yes. yeah, where I want to have a goal and I'll do it. Like I'll go through it. But then there's other times where I'm like, ah. Eh, I don't really feel like having a goal. I'm just going to kind of go with the flow and see how it goes. So I guess it varies. Like it just depends on what mood I'm at Mm -hmm. at that point in the year. I think you've helped me with mine because I would feel super pressured with it. And then you would tell me like, Heather, it has to stay fun. Yeah. And so now I'm like, if I make it, I do. And Mm -hmm. if I don't, I don't. And then for my summer, I only set a goal to read those two books. Mm -hmm. And so I know I'll do it. Yeah. But because it's just those two. They're big, but... I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. I know I will. What do you miss, not miss about living down in LA? 
what I miss I was so young but just the fact that there was so much stuff available Mm -hmm. in such a small amount of space um so I mean everything was like pretty much within walking distance I didn't have much freedom so but um but it was nice to know you could just go 20 Mm -hmm. minutes out and you're at a concert venue or 20 minutes out and you're at the beach or um what I don't miss is the traffic oh yeah I can uh, you know I hate driving Mm -hmm. and I hate 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 being stuck like I I feel like there's so much more stuff I could be doing with my day I could be enjoying my time so I, I don't know if I would, I, well, I do know. I, that's the main reason why I have not gone back is mm-hmm. because I would hate to spend two hours back mm-hmm. and forth, you know, from work to the house. I've never lived in a big city, but it's appealing to me now because look at how many bookstores we would have in our grasp. Yeah, I feel like but then I would be broke. it wouldn't be worth it for me. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love books, but I'm like, we have a library. We have yes. audiobooks now. Kindle, like, I, I don't know. I feel like with Amazon, it makes everything easier. That and we'll just do day trips. Yeah, I feel like it. we're not too far. I yeah. think if I lived in a big city, I would want to live in a city where public transportation is really accessible. And LA oh, is yeah. not that no, place. No, it's not. Yeah. So uh, I'd prefer like New York, Chicago anywhere on the east coast i have like this not healthy obsession with chicago have i been there no but i love it wow i watch all the chicago shows i love books that are based in chicago like what do you think it is about chicago that entices i think it's just like there's that river that goes through and with the tall buildings i don't know it just appeals to me isn't that where jack the ripper was from probably and we can be (laughs) friends but i don't there's just something about that city that draws to me i don't know Mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah isn't that where the giant bean is too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so we'll have to go together yeah definitely in some trouble Mm -hmm. what is your favorite thing that george cooks Ooh that he cooks yeah well that he makes just in general is where he'll do like the platter with all the raw meat oh like, yeah not raw meat let me clarify <laughs> that with the like the salmon mm-hmm. and the tuna and then he'll do like the veggies cut up and the sauces and all that stuff mm-hmm. Another favorite thing of mine that he does is the pickled onions oh yeah so I really love the pickled onions and when he makes the what is that belly called like the pork belly Mm -hmm. that i think Mm -hmm. like out of the things that he actually like that is cooked yeah it would be that you know me i like my raw mine is his shrimp and scallop chili rellenos oh yeah actually that sauce that sauce was Mm -hmm. fantastic yeah what has been your favorite book of the year thus far my favorite book of the year ungodly mm-hmm. it's i think one. for sure for me just um similarly to why the miracle sin was my mm-hmm. favorite book last year there's a lot of semi scientific explanations mm-hmm. or possibilities it's very thought-provoking yeah it is and it's very like um it could be supernatural or it could be, mm-hmm. you know, this or, you know, 
you never you never really knew what was coming next because there was just so much in the realm of possibility for it that it was just great. I like any book that makes me go into the philosophical aspect mm-hmm. of things and I think that again that's why this year for so far at least it's been ungodly. Uh, awesome choice. If you could go on a writer's retreat, what authors would you love to have like a seminar from? Ooh. See, this is now funny because there's, they could be dead too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So number one, I mean, like if the whole King family, you guys just get your shit together, please. <laughs> and do like a conference, a writing conference. Dude, you no know how tra- sold, that would sell out like in less than a minute. No, I know. I'm like, yeah, the, for sure them. Um, which is funny because they have different writing styles, but they're well they could I, each I have do a like class. Them. Yeah. And then and this is just me like selfishly wanting to meet all the indie authors. Mm-hmm. Like obviously all the indie like I I think our extended family is yeah, what I call them. Yes, yes. Like I would love to like for them to tell me like tidbits of like how did you know you were gonna go this way with it? How mm-hmm. did you know and I feel like that's a lot of the questions that I end up asking is like, how did you get to this part? Or like, how did you know you were going to, you know, kill this character versus that one? Or like, it just, it's so, I think, enticing to me to get into people's minds. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah, I would, I guess it would just be like more of a, an interview to all the, oh no, you're good. (laughs) Oh, and then my number one who wrote Frankenstein, Mary Keisha. Oh no. Mary Shell. Yes. Mary Shelley. I'm like talking about <laughs> mental health stuff over here. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, she was like fairly young when she wrote it and she ventured into sci-fi and horror and all that stuff. So I would want to see. Whenever I see a Frankenstein now, I automatically think of you. Oh, that's, I don't know. I associate it with you now. What are some of the things you need in a book for it to become one of your favorites? I gravitate towards a lot of spunky characters. So if there's an odd character or just a character that's very their own person, um, like I guess you could say like rebellious of like spirit or Mm -hmm. like just walking to the beat of their own drum. Like I gravitate a lot towards that. Um, I do like something that delves a lot into like either psychology or just making you think outside of the box Mm -hmm. um I don't I before I used to really like fast-paced books but I think now I'm just more into like an intricate plot or Mm -hmm. yeah I think for me it's a redemption story oh that's cute like I always like Mm -hmm. seeing them like how they progress and how they I don't know get Mm -hmm. another chance I guess yeah yeah, that's always nice, too. Mm-hmm. If you could mix two book worlds together and live in that world, what books would you choose? Oh, my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the Heather Stump. <laughs> See, it's, it's hard, funny huh? because a lot of, like, the fantastical worlds come with, like, horrible, horrible side effects. Mm-hmm. Like, does it have to be, like, a book series world or just, like... A I'll time leave, and era. I'll leave it open to you. Okay, because you if choose. it was like an era, I would want to live in the secret society from the legends of the circle, like oh, the actual yes. the where they where it okay. started. 
So from that point. Um, and then... I love that book. I know. I think it would have to be something like that, but that would mix maybe some magical elements to it. So I guess I'm making my own oh, book no. world. Like, but. um... The Practical Magic, but the newest one. So, so like the oh, last one the in the series. One. You could mix those two together. Because it's like... It, well... Somewhere in there. Which one was the newest one again? I'll have to look it up and tell you. Yeah. Or even the one, the second one, with the ants. Yeah. Those two, with so, that time period, mm-hmm. would probably mix. Mm-hmm. So that would probably work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they were in the same time period. Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I would definitely want to live in a world where... This is going to sound really weird, and you guys are going to get to know me right now. <laughs> Um, you could access things differently. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know how they always say we only access like 10% of our brains. I feel like certain people that can see other things just access a different part of their brain. So I feel like maybe at a point where we evolve enough or, mm-hmm. or maybe with evolving, we left stuff behind. I don't know, but just what in if a world we evolved where it would be to where we possible. can access things in other people's minds? Uh, Mm. Some, I guess you would have to have some of that, but the I don't twisted. know that I would want people in my mind. That kind of reminds me of like black. Maybe Mirror. you'd have like the blocker. You'd have someone yeah, could block like it. I would have to have some it. kind of special. You put a spell blocker. so they can't get in there. Yeah. Yeah. See, we both have twisted minds. Yeah. <laughs> Where would be your ideal place to live? That's funny because I think this is one of the ones you gave me in advance and all I could think of was from Miss Congeniality, like, what's your favorite, what would be your favorite date? March, whatever, you only need a light sweater. <laughs> um, but I would say maybe if, it, if there was somewhere on the East Coast where it wasn't as populated, mm-hmm. um, but you maybe like Maine? I don't know. I'm just I don't have no idea what the East Coast looks like, but I'm guessing. We need to or go tour it. I would what I would want maybe like um like Oregon or Washington mm-hmm. for sure. Um just somewhere where there's a coast. Yeah. And the weather's not as bad. I want coast and mountains. Yeah, and that's why I think I think of like Oregon mm-hmm. and Washington because mm-hmm. there's a lot of foresty areas, but you're still close to the coast and yep. yeah. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah. If you could be a character in a book we've read for the podcast, who would you want to be? Motherfucking Paisley Mott. <laughs> Investigating. Yes. yes. Oh, I love her. She is living the life. Like, she just gets to be herself and go search. I mean, she almost died, but it's okay. She made it. Yep. And she gets to meet all these hot people. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's freaking I awesome. still think about the apple. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. If you had the option of being taller, would you take it? And if yes, how tall would you want to be? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl that would good. I would call her. Um, I don't think so. To be honest, I think I'm just so used to being my size. And it's never really been... 
a barrier for me. Mm-hmm. Like I think if it maybe if it would have been a barrier, I would. But I mean, I learned to count like <laughs> climb on countertops. I would kind of be worried because <laughs> sometimes you can be a little clumsy. So if you can added you extra height to you, I think I'd have a problem. Oh, natural disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. Nothing was. <laughs> we went on a trip together. And oh my we're gosh. walking down the sidewalk. Yes. And I'm like, wait, where'd Stephanie go? The, the diaper the bag pulled her turtle, down. The little turtle, turtle. The diaper yeah. bag pulled her down and she fell. In the middle of a crowded street, you guys. We were in Monterey Bay, California. <laughs> Cars are zooming by. I'm just glad I fell on the sidewalk and not... <laughs> But I was talking to you, and then I was like, wait, where'd she go? I know. I was hoping nobody saw me, but... Man down, man down. (laughs) What happened to Stephanie? What is your favorite thing about being a podcaster? Um, Getting to read, obviously. (laughs) No, but also getting to see where... The mind of the people that created the books, mm-hmm. because I I think obviously reading is a great experience. It's amazing. But then actually talking to the people that made these amazing books is mind blowing to mm-hmm. me because they give us so much information. And everybody's been so nice. Like, yeah. I always think, you know, like, oh, these people are like rich and famous, um, but they're actually pretty nice, pretty down to earth. So like making those new connections and being able to share my love for books with other mm-hmm. people, I think. I feel very blessed that they've taken us in mm-hmm. and actually to give us a chance. Yeah, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And we are very thankful. Right. Who would you say is your current book boyfriend? My current book boyfriend. Huh. That's a tough one because I'm not a a one man person. No, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> you kidding, can George. Have a couple. You can have a couple. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Who would be my book my book boyfriend? What have I read lately? Who's wheezed their way into your heart? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I did really like Brian, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's more of like a best friend. Mm-hmm. This is my problem in real life. This is why I did not have many boyfriends. <laughs> um, I guess it maybe Brian. Okay. I don't know. I see that's well, I where see that's where would, we are. Yeah. Me and you are different because I feel like that's like something that you probably do often, and I think I only do I it when t- I do I like the t- fuck Mary kills. I get attached. Yeah. So like for me, right now, it'd probably still be Hollis. Hollis? I know. He was twisted, but I don't know. Hollis Grimm? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like Did I it. scare you? <laughs> no. You don't scare me a lot. I'm just surprised. <laughs> Sweet cheeks. <laughs> what are some of your hobbies um, other than reading? Other than reading, um, I like to dance Mm -hmm. you are quite a good dancer thank you um i like to run Mm -hmm. i like to write sometimes you're a fantastic writer thank you and overall i just like being silly to be honest Mm -hmm. i feel like that's one of the things that me and george kind of have well not well yeah one of the things that we have in common is that we like to joke around a lot and mm-hmm. like make light of a situation and yeah, just have fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than having fun. Yeah. Are you ready for some bonus questions? Oh yeah. Okay. Jamie wants to know, would, 
Oh, let me see. let me rephrase this. Okay. He would like to know your favorite scare from any book. My favorite scare from any book. Yes. Jeez Louise. Jamie stumped you. You know what is crazy? <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it's called The Devil Within Me. Ooh. Um, so it's scared me already I know so it is actually a little novella Mm -hmm. and um, I think her on Instagram she's my bookish universe Um, let me see what her name is so I don't no you're good say the wrong thing but yeah the devil within me and it's by Rebecca Rossi so she's another indie author and it was a paranormal romance Mm. Um, well Let's just say the devil gets within her oh. in many ways. Oh, lovely. So that was very scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. I'm good. Also, going back to the book Boyfriend. Okay. Not necessarily a book Boyfriend. More like, I guess, a book Girlfriend or a that, that person I would marry. It would be, now that you mentioned Jamie, it was Jane from The, the Trick yes. or Treat. That was, remember how in love with her mm-hmm. I was? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, why can't I? Yeah. That was that okay. for sure. Her. I love her. I love her too. I'm like, she went through such a difficult thing, but so she my came s- out. Favorite scare swinging. or one that got the me axe. super scared was that, that book, that story. That story. See, I think this, in that one, the one that scared me more was the woman in, under the white tree. No, from that collection that didn't scare me oh but well, the, yeah, the first mine. one did the scene in the park the first one mm-hmm. from that collection and trick or treat the scare, oh the scare from, trick, the park. from trick or treat yeah that one, sorry that one got me yeah it traumatized me no see then, to me that's where like i'm more scared of supernatural stuff than i am of which i mean monsters are everywhere but yeah i enjoyed the under mm-hmm. the tree one because mm-hmm. I had my other crush, me and my priest. It's just a little <laughs> crush. Vanessa would like to know what other career would you have chosen in college if you didn't go for psychology? That's funny. Um, if I had gone to FITM, I would have probably stuck with the fashion route. If I would have gone a different route with my psychology, I would have gone to forensic psychology. I could see you doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were, because those were my top three. Uh-huh. Those were my my choices. But um, I wanted to stay local. And those mm-hmm. were, I narrowed down my options. And then as I was going through college, I think I started um, actually getting more experience in the field. And that's mm-hmm. where I started gravitating towards special needs populations and all of that. And mm-hmm. yeah, low at risk youth. So. You're, you're saving our world. Yay. Brayden wants to know, did Patricia Arquette have a stronger performance in A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, or Stigmata? And Messenger, more important. <laughs> Although I remember that scene very vividly, I loved her character a lot more in the Freddy franchise. Um just I was so young when I watched it and mm-hmm. I think she just pulled me to it and I liked how they took this really scary guy and they took away his power like you know yes he's getting you in your dreams but your dreams are in your control and I 
will say whenever I have a really bad nightmare and I don't know if you've ever done this like where you have a really bad nightmare and you know you're dreaming but you know you can't get out of it Mm -hmm. so I'll tell myself this is my dream and then I'll try to like do the dream warrior thing like oh how crazy yeah so um so yeah it stuck to me and yeah I liked her I mean I like I like her in almost everything she does because I feel like she's such a like if you're getting Patricia Arquette, you're getting spooky, you know, because it's mm-hmm. either it was Dream Warriors, it's Stigmata, and then she had the Medium show for such a long time. I just love her. You know, she's like the, to my dreams like the lately. creepy girl next door, you know, <laughs> Michael Myers. Check, check, check. Oh, no, it seems like he's coming on a weekly basis now for some reason. Well, he needs is he? to go away. He needs to leave me alone so I can sleep. <laughs> What have you been reading? I think it's because how you said like me and him would become best friends. And now that's what's trying to happen in my dreams. Oh, besties. No. (laughs) Who was it? I think Marcus told me I wasn't to be his getaway driver. Oh, yeah. And so ever since then, like, I don't know. He like, he keeps harassing me in my sleep. Maybe you should stop thinking about him so much. I don't. He just won't leave me alone. Leave me alone. What is a piece of advice you've been given or a piece of advice you have that you feel is important? Hmm. I guess just, I know it's going to sound so corny, but like, or maybe not so corny, I guess stand up for what you believe in. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter who agrees with you or not, because I feel like for such a long time, I didn't really speak up about how I felt about things. And um, now that I'm an adult, of course, and I have a voice, like I like to use it not just for myself but for the people who can't or for Mm -hmm. the people who don't and I do I think sometimes struggle with how much of myself and how much of my beliefs I can put out there just because unfortunately with my profession I have to be really careful Mm -hmm. um but I think if you if you have the means and you have the opportunity to help someone help them like it's Mm -hmm. you know obviously don't do it at the risk and actually this might be a little bit more important if helping someone else is detrimental to you you don't have to help them if you are Mm -hmm. putting in more effort into helping someone else than they are into helping themselves then set your limits so I guess that one is more more of something that I would stand by and Mm -hmm. try to promote like I would want like obviously like with I think about like what would I want to pass on to Manolo or the girls or yeah and it's like uh I would want him to help and I would want him to be a nice person but I don't want him to get taken advantage of and I think Mm -hmm. that happens a lot when we don't have boundaries and when we don't have limits as to a give and take in a relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's you know a couple dynamic or even family sometimes you know like you have to you have to know that it's balanced that you're giving Mm -hmm. as much as you're getting vice versa that you're helping as much as you're being helped and yeah obviously like not helping with the intention of getting anything but just like knowing that you're not going to get harmed kind Mm -hmm. of thing yeah so yeah would you like to let everybody know where they can find you 
at my house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. If you do that, you will see Surprise! the Inglewood part come out. <laughs> the F out of my house. Um, no, uh, on Instagram, I'm at lit period mm-hmm. for F-O-R period lit. Um, where else? Oh, I have a TikTok now, guys. It's Woo-hoo. the same at lit for lit on TikTok. Um, or you can find our reading sirens one mm-hmm. on at reading underscore sirens podcast. Um, I think that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and TikTok, obviously. I'm yes. ticky talking. I appreciate you joining me today. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. This podcast would not have happened if Stephanie wouldn't have pushed me into doing it. She I'm knew I wanted to, but I was like scared to start it. But she's amazing. You're Aww, amazing. Don't make me cry. It's okay to cry. <laughs> Just not right now. <laughs> you could cry. There's yeah. such thing as tears of happiness. I already had those I, earlier. Okay, I almost cried. Okay, I kid you not. I, because for those of you guys who don't know, today I took my licensing test from a marriage and family therapy mm-hmm. license. And I've been so nervous about it. I have a TBR list that is out of control because I just haven't read as much. And so you get out of this test and they print out the paper and it just tells you like pass or fail. And luckily I passed it because otherwise that smile would look ridiculous. You know, it would be like (laughs) failed, big old smile. But I passed it and I just remember like, I was like, okay, get out of here. Like, cause it's like this little room and you like walk out of it and like get out of here before you see what you got so that you don't cry in front of this stranger. I'm sure he's seen plenty of people cry, but you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So then I step out and at the top here, I'll show you Heather. Heather's right here in my house. It says pass, right? Aww. And then I was like, wait a minute. What if like, for some reason, it's just like that you passed and like went inside or something, you know? <laughs> so then I keep reading, keep reading. And then it was like, congratulations. And I was like, Aww. okay, yes. And then I almost cried, but I didn't. I cried for you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> the tears have to come out somewhere. <laughs> right? I have plenty to spare. I'll, I'll loan them to you. Yeah. But I do want to say I do get a lot more emotional now since I had Manolo. Mm-hmm. And then I am a lot more affectionate and open <laughs> now that I have you. And Aww. obviously, like some of the other girls, you know, like, I don't know. I, I you did not used to be this expressive. I thank God for the day that you and George hit us up to go eat tacos when we were strangers. Oh, you mean we didn't get you, you up? You guys, we you guys literally killed me, and I wouldn't have. Yeah, but so the way she's saying it sounds like we sent her a, t- a cute little text, like <laughs> "Hey, meet up with us." No, we were at our local BBC bottle shop. Uh-huh. Bakersfield Beer Company. Um, I think we've talked about it in the other podcast, but mm-hmm. if for you guys who don't know, our friends Tar and Timmy own it. And we didn't know anybody then. Mm-mm. I mean, we knew people, sorry, but not the people in our group. Yeah. <laughs> and we were there drinking. I can't remember if it was a specific event or if it was just a I random, think it was just a random yeah. day. And maybe. we happened to like sit the, by them. And it might have been the first anniversary, maybe. Or right before? It, I think it was, because I think we already knew Tara and It was Timmy. around that time, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you, they were, her, uh, Heather and her husband were sitting by the bar, and we just started randomly talking to them, and we knew they were from Delano. We left the place, 
it was pretty late. It was mm-hmm. maybe like 10, 1030. Mm-hmm. So it had to have been the anniversary yeah. for them to be open that late. And um, we <laughs> knew about this taco truck. Yes. That made homemade tortillas. That's where you got me. And we told them it's kind of on a sketchy subtle town, which we lived like a block from there at the time, but it's cool. Um, and we didn't know if they were actually going to go and follow us, but they did. Mm-hmm. So technically, you guys could have killed us, too. Yeah. So. It's like yeah. that thing where you pick like the person picks up a hitchhiker and they're like, yeah. well, aren't you nervous? I could be a serial killer. Well, what there are the can't odds be two of, two? of us? Yeah. <laughs> But now we've been friends ever since. I know. It's been it's been a long time now that I think about Mm -hmm. it. Like maybe five more than five years probably. Pretty close now. How open how open has BBC been? (laughs) Is it four maybe? Is it four or five? I don't know. I don't know. Fun times. Maybe. I wouldn't change it. (laughs) Me neither. It's been a long time. It's been a fun time. Yes. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. so much for listening please rate and review where you can and you can find me on instagram at the underscore heather underscore effect please feel free to contact me at the heather effect 28 at gmail.com thanks again for listening happy reading